1: you're listening to garibaldi red a nottingham forest podcast brought to you by nottinghamshire live hello welcome to a bite sized second edition of garibaldi red this week because there is so much happening in nottingham transfer wise so to discuss that i'm joined by red reporter sarah clapson hello sarah are you all- hello
0: matt hello
1: um where should we start i mean god we, we did one of these yesterday and we discussed davis we discussed cook we discussed um harry arta and various other bits and bobs but since then Forest look like they're set to sign um richie larea or Laye. La we were debating this before we came on the a canadian defender Well, how are you pronouncing it and what are you going to tell us about the deal
0: <laughs> uh, well i'm going to go with larea for now uh, and hopefully we'll get the chance to speak to him in person and, and ask him exactly how you pronounce it um, because i'm sure we've got it wrong um yeah hopefully that will be done uh, fairly soon um from what we're told he, he's coming in for his medical today um, and should that go as expected and he gets um visa approval he'll be forest's third signing of january and we're not even a week in yet which is some going um primarily a right back but he can play at left back he can play as a winger um quite quick by the sounds of it he's been doing really well in the mls toronto really wanted to hang on to him um forest looked like they've got a very good deal out of it and it, it's an area that they needed to strengthen they needed options in um so it, it seems like another really good piece of business on the face of it
1: yeah i mean the fee looks like it's like 750 grand which isn't a, a lot these days but it's still good money in the championship um And his wage, like they offered him a million dollars a year to stay, which is still lower by championship standards. That's a whole different conversation. But it it does sound like Forrester exploiting quite a new um, potentially fruitful market. And obviously, Dane Murphy will know it very well, won't Mm. he, uh, in the MLS?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And he said when he arrived that the general transfer strategy – albeit they have deviated from it a little bit, was to, to try and find these hidden gems to go down routes that your rivals don't necessarily look at to get ahead of the game, to find different options. Otherwise, you end up in positions like Forest have been in before, and it's the same with some of their um, targets this window, where everybody's looking at the same player and you end up having to pay a premium to get them and having to fight off a lot of competition to get um, a, a championship standard player Um so, I mean, they've gone down that route with Ojeda in the summer and it's it's a good area to exploit, I think. Obviously, it's a market that Dame Murphy knows very well. He'll be a, a player that he knows very well. Um, and you're getting a different type of player to what other teams are, are looking at and trying to get. Um, and I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I think Forest have to look at different options. They have to spread their nets. They have to try and go down different avenues. Um, and you're getting getting for that fee that's that's a you know for any championship club that's pretty decent um and Forest don't want to be spending a lot of money we all know about the perils of ffp and trying to balance the books and um obviously in the summer that they didn't sell um big like they have done before um so that they are having to be quite careful about their business and so far i mean they've done it really well they've got a loan signing in they've got a free agent in and now they're getting somebody in for less than a million pounds. That's pretty good going.
1: Um, what you said there is spot on about looking in different areas. But one of the early comments here is we want Jed Wallace. And everyone knows about <laughs> yeah, Jed wow. Wallace. Because one of the, the top championship players, he linked with a lot of clubs and obviously Forrester at the forefront of that queue. I mean, I thought Steve Cook was a transfer coup. If they can get Jed Wallace, that's a real real coup, isn't it, in general?
0: Yeah. Uh- Absolutely. I mean, he's one of the, the best in the championship, really, at um, at what he does. He brings goals, he brings assists. He's a good attacking player, got good experience, um, decent age. He'd be brilliant. Um, I'm sure he would come in and make a, a great impact if Forrest do manage to get it done. Um, there's a lot of competition for him. I don't think it's going to be an easy one to do. And he will cost a little bit of money um, because he is is very good and he is already a championship player. Um, interesting quotes from um, Gary Rowett today about how they're open-minded about different scenarios, I think w- was what he said. Um, and that suggests that they perhaps might consider letting him go, albeit they don't want to, um, if somebody comes in with the right amount of money. So I think that's definitely one to keep an eye on and one that I'm sure, as much as Forrester trying to get business done very quickly uh, i think that one might drag on a little bit yet.
1: Yeah. Well, perhaps we could send one of our players on loan there to sweeten the deal i know um, <laughs> i saw someone on twitter said lyle taylor started his career there so he knows millwall well but that's a different um that's a bit further down the line maybe um how much credit do we give i mean forest have been horrendous with their transfer policy being too to scatter scattergun and they, they've gone early here but it feels more targeted that how much target do we uh, target how much praise do we give cooper murphy and, and the ownership for backing them
0: yeah i think you have to give them a lot on the face of it the deals that they've done so far and look like doing are really good um it seems to be well thought through very considered um they've not gone all guns blazing but at the same time they they look like they're really going for it they particularly getting early business done, I can't remember Forrest ever making a signing on the first day of a window. Um, that's pretty unusual. Um, and then to follow that up with another piece of business a few days later and another one a few days after that, I think it is really unusual. Usually we're we're hanging on a, a deadline day and expecting a flurry of signings. Um, it might still happen, but I don't think it will. They, they have made it very clear that they only want a few additions in key areas of the pitch but still making sure they have the necessary strength in depth and the right options to carry them through for this second half of the season which is is going to be crucial I mean they're right up there at the minute they're right in amongst it if they can get their business right it it could make such a huge difference and I think you have to give them a lot of praise for doing that so far it's looking really promising and and really encouraging I think there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic um, and say we're only in the first week of January.
1: Um, Let's take a couple of questions while we're here for another nine minutes or so. Um, Darren asks, I mean, this is getting ambitious now, getting the other players off the books like Jenkinson and I guess Bong and players uh, who aren't in the plans. That's that's a really hard deal to do, isn't it, without paying them off or paying a big percentage of their wages?
0: It is. um, Players like Jenkinson particularly, who hasn't featured at all, um, even for the under-23s, he's not really been in the shop window, trying to find somebody that's going to take to take him, take players um, who haven't really been involved is difficult. Um, it's not an easy thing to do. I'm sure that'll be next on the agenda, trying to offload some of these those kind of fringe players. Um, I think the initial priority was getting the players that Forrest wanted in because that's so important. But I'm sure next it will be trying to um, free up a bit of space, trying to get some players off the wage bill if they can. But again, easier said than done. We've already seen Harry Arter come back in um, from Charlton. It's really going to be interesting to see what happens with him. In the summer, he was one of four players told that he was free to move on. Obviously, he did on loan. Um, It sounds like he was the one who initiated wanting to come back in January. To then think if he can work his way into Steve Cooper's plans, is he going to be able to to kind of put himself forward in that sense. I think we'll, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what his situation is. Hopefully we'll be able to get a bit more on it when we speak to the manager tomorrow um, ahead of the Arsenal game.
1: Um, what's your gut instinct on that? That was a discussion on the main podcast yesterday. I mean, he can't play in the FA Cup against Arsenal. So it feels to me very tough to get him in the team ahead of so many other players.
0: Yeah, I mean, the centre of midfield is where Forrest are really well stocked. They've got a lot of very good options at the moment. Um, you've got Ryan Yates, Jack Colback, James Garner, O'Hader, Cafu, who have all done really well when they've had their chance. To add Harry Arter to, to, to that list, he's got a lot of players ahead of him. Um, he's really going to have to go some, I think, to impress and try to catch the manager's eye if if that's what he wants to do. Um, I think it would make sense if Forrest either try to move him on permanently if they can or try to set up another a loan deal because it's an area of the pitch where they're so well stocked they don't I think Steve Cooper said it maybe a few weeks ago um, when he was asked about midfield links they don't need any more midfielders at the moment that that is somewhere where they've got a lot and he hasn't really been playing for Charlton I know he's got he's had injury issues um, so I think it is looking difficult for him
1: uh, one here I mean we discussed Jed Spence a lot but with. Was put people in the picture. Uh, Steve asks, will he stay or will he go? Well, he's certainly staying for the rest of this mm. season, isn't he? But beyond that's a whole very, very different question.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, the fact that he's staying for the second half of the season is massive, I think. Um, take anything beyond that as a bonus. But if he keeps playing the way he has done, um, I'm sure he'll have a lot of other interest. Um, and I'm sure that's partly what uh, Middlesbrough are thinking as well. But the fact that Forrest have managed to get him... For these next few months and he can play a big part in hopefully pushing for the top six is huge Um because at one stage it looked like he was going to go back and he would have left a big hole to fill. Um Hopefully he can continue and um, yeah, keep going with the kind of form that he's been showing because he's been brilliant. Um, but come the summer, I think it's going to be a, a whole different ball game as to what happens.
1: Uh, there's a couple of people asking about derby players. Lee Buchanan's the one that always comes up. I don't know anything about that. But if they're signing Larea or Laya, probably a bit more unlikely that they'll go in for another player and they don't want to be stockpiling, do they?
0: No, exactly. I, I would think at the moment, if um is coming in, I think that probably solves one position for the time being. He can play right or left, um, which is good to have that kind of flexibility. Again, when you get towards the summer and you, you've got loanies going back, then it might change. But I would be surprised if Forrest pursue Buchanan beyond getting um, Larea in at the moment. But just January, anything can happen. We've, we've seen that before.
1: True, true. Um, last one. Uh, I think there's all, all in the KCI Arsenal games going ahead. Are you giving Steve Cook and Keenan Davis a debut straight away to get them going?
0: Yeah, it's gonna be interesting that to see the, the kind of team that the manager picks, whether he, he goes for a really youthful side, as some managers do in the FA Cup, or whether he, he tries to get a, a strong lineup out there given that the Barnsley game um was postponed, um maybe get give players like Cook and, and Davis a go. Um all players or players that haven't really been in the starting eleven a chance. I'd probably put them both in, I think. Um Steve Cook hasn't played too much. Well, neither of them have actually played too much this year. So I think it would do them good to get some minutes under their belt, get get kind of used to the players and and get used to playing at the City Ground. Big game to come into. Um, I'm sure they would relish it. So I'd put them straight in, I think.
1: Yeah, me too, me too. Right, there we go. I think we'll leave it there. It's only going to be a short update. I think, what's the headlines? Lorraine is going to sign and they'd like to sign Wallace, but it's a difficult deal to do. Is that how we sum up 12 minutes? I think
0: that's, yeah, we could have done this very quickly, but yeah, that's probably it.
1: Good, good. Right, uh, if people missed the main podcast with David Prutton and Greg Mitchell and myself yesterday, do go back and we can uh, discuss a lot more in depth. That was about uh, 50 minutes long, although a lot of it was talking about Pruts getting sent off for Southampton and stuff like that. So um, do catch up on that and we'll be back on Monday with another full podcast after the Arsenal game. Sarah, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you. And we shall catch everyone soon. Thank you for listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening.